Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras, the Colorado Rockies. Hello, everybody. I'm Allison Footer from MLB.com, and I'm with Thomas Harding, who covered the draft for the Rockies for MLB.com, and now we're going to talk to you, Thomas, a little bit about that before we move on to the actual team that is playing for the Rockies right now. Um, Jim Pallas, who is one of our colleagues, and uh, really when it comes to the draft, I pretty much uh, pay very little attention until Jonathan Mayo and Jim Pallas tell me uh, who's good, who's bad, who who had a good draft, who didn't have a good draft. And the Colorado Rockies, according to Mr. Callis, had one of the top five drafts this year, um, and actually only second to Houston. So um, he seemed to be pretty high on the high picks that the Rockies pick. Is that the impression that you came away with after covering this? Yes, I came away with a very good impression of what they drafted, especially um, what we've seen from, from this team about getting the best guy available. And if you look at the very top of the draft, of course they drafted third, which, which shows you that they didn't have a very good year on the field last year. But they drafted third overall, and they ended up getting Brendan Rodgers, who was um, going into it by a lot of people's standards, the, the best player available. What happened to two teams in front of them, the Diamondbacks and the, and, and the Astros picked college shortstops. Um, and a lot of times those guys get there quicker, so teams will go ahead and, and draft maybe what they think is a little bit sure of a thing. But when you look at talent level and what scouts think of them, Brendan Rodgers was the best player in this draft. I mean, he's 18, year, 18 years old, although when you see the pictures and video of him, he looks, he, he looks like a major leaguer already just in the way he plays and, and, and his facial look. But um, he, he's a guy that could really make a difference for this franchise, and that's what you want at the top. And then you start looking at a couple of high school pitchers that they've got um, up, up high in the draft. They were guys, they're guys who already have – pretty good pitch mixes here, which usually you don't have that um, from high school guys, but uh, Mike Nickerak from Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, you know, he, he was uh, he was a compensation pick, and this is a guy who Who's big? He's six foot five, but he and he throws hard, like in a ninety-four range. But he also has a knuckle curveball, and you just you just keep looking at guys, and you're thinking, wait a second here. It looks like they hit on 
some some good material to work with. Now, is this the type of material that's going to make a huge difference in the major leagues? A lot can happen along that way, as we see with injuries and non-performance and things like that. But guys like Nickerack and Peter Lambert from San Dimas, California, and Javier Medina from Tucson, Arizona, these are guys who not just throw the ball hard, or even if they don't throw the ball hard, they have the, they have a pretty good pitch mix already, even though they're high school kids. It seems like I've never really heard any team say, we're not going to take the best player available. We're actually aiming to find this position. We are, you know, we're kind of low on this position. I mean, have you ever heard any team actually say anything except we're looking to take the best player available? Well, I think you see two things in a draft. It's not drafting for position because that would be foolhardy. You know, you've, you've got to have players, and a lot of the players that you draft don't end up in the same position. But sometimes teams will lean toward college over high school. So those are, the, so those are I think, the two, um, the, two, the two determining factors. Some teams would rather have college guys. They get to the majors quicker. Um, some teams would rather have – a mix of college and high school guys. And the thing about the high school guys is, yeah, you wait longer on most of them, but the ones who do make it quicker, quick, quicker they, have, they give you more years in the major leagues. So I think that's, that's kind of where some teams tend to separate. Um, it looks like now nobody will say, oh, we didn't take the best player. We took this guy, but he wasn't really any good. But because of the sliding system, you don't really have the same signability issues as, as you did in the past. You still have some, but not, not the same as in the past. So the, que- the question that I see where teams separate, and this is just me looking at it, is do you go with that college guy, especially at the top of the draft, thinking he can get you he can get to the majors quicker if he's a pitcher he can get there really quickly or do you go with um what you think is the best player if you think that that high school player in three years is going to be better than that college player you take the high school player and i don't envy the jobs of these scouting directors and these front offices because they have to just make so many um educated guesses at this point and it's kind of all on them and uh I don't know. I just uh, I, I don't know that I would want to be in that kind of position where everything's riding on the decisions I make. But hey, that's why they do it and why we just talk about it. That's right. Yeah, and and they're around these kids so much. I mean, you look at some of the scouts that are out there, you, you know, beating the trail. Some of these guys, they 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 coach. Um, travel teams, or they coach scout teams, where where maybe a bunch of players in that guy's area, he takes them and and he coaches them. So they're in these guys' homes from like eighth or ninth grade on. So in in a, in a way, you there's no way to know what a high school kid is going to be when he's a grown man, quote unquote. But as much time as they spend around these kids and their families, and I think that sometimes helps. Uh, make the difference between high school players signing or not signing. Um, that that that's where I think uh, you can you can you can make a good draft pick, and also you can make a good decision just on a human being. Um, I'm looking at the Rockies. Their uh, their 11th round pick, uh, Mike Zimmerman. He threw a perfect game and two no hitters this year. I think uh, it's consecutive starts. It was a perfect game and a no hitter. And he had signed with Florida. And even just talking to people who had covered his high school games. They believe, oh, he's definitely going to Florida. I mean, he could come out as a number one, two, or three pick. But last night he uh, tells the local TV station, the local media down there, that he is signing a contract with the Rockies. And and it turns out that uh, that the scout involved with that had coached him at age um, like 12, 13, 14. So he knew him oh, and wow. understood. Yeah, he, he knew him. He knew his family kind of. 
knew yeah. the uh, knew, knew the situation. It was John Cedarberg who was the scout who deserves the credit on that one. Um, but that that's the way that some of these things work out. Where sometimes a guy would get to the majors that maybe you're thinking, "Gee, why did they draft this guy?" But maybe they knew something about him. They knew that he had grown X number of inches, or put on X put put on a certain amount of weight, or had gotten stronger, or. Had, Stops playing basketball or football, or you know he was still playing all the other sports. But once you get him into pro baseball, he can just blossom that way. So the scouts that are out there, they really do a, a huge job, and I mean it's it, and it's a it's a big responsibility. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's talk about the major league team a little bit. So when I thought we were going to be recording this, that it was a couple days ago, and I had been making a couple notes that. Entering the final game of the weekend, they were winners of 10 of 14, those Colorado Rockies. And so I went back to check, and they just took two of three over St. Louis. So there are some happy days going on right now with these Rockies. Now, I'll tell you what, the starting pitching is doing well, and that's something that I don't think anyone could have said, especially if you look at – if you were to tell me that their five-man rotation coming out of spring training – Three of them would not be here right now. One injured for the year, Jordan Lyles, and a couple who've had to go back to the minors. Eddie Butler, who just went back to work on his off-speed stuff, and Tyler Matic, who had just simply lost control of his delivery and they're trying to rebuild it there. If you were to tell me that three of their five starters on opening day would not be here, um, I wouldn't be. I would. I wouldn't have been confident to say that. Hey, the the starting rotation is a big part of this, but it is a big part of this. Guys like David Hale. Um, have, have come up and helped, and also Chris Rusin and Chad Bettis, who was a former number two second-round draft pick who had really lost his way as a starter last year. Um, they rebuilt him during the offseason and early in spring training. They didn't even let him in the games. But now you're seeing a good and consistent delivery. They're joining, um, they're joining Kyle Kendrick, who's pitching much better these days, and Jorge De La Rosa, who had an outstanding outing against the Cardinals, and looks like he's healed from his various injuries and, and could be poised to go on a hot streak. So they're, they're getting good starting pitching, and I'm sure, I don't think for a couple of weeks we've talked about them, but Chorzo Carlos Gonzalez have really turned it up lately. Well, I, let's just uh, and let's just talk a little bit more about Eddie Butler. So he just had one specific thing he needed to work on, and uh, they seem to be pretty confident this is going to be a short-lived stint at AAA. They they do think it's, it's that they're confident with it, and I think in a lot of cases too, he just needed to stop back at step back and maybe take a breather here. They gave him a lot. Um, I went back and looked at the history of pitchers that have done well at Coors Field, and most of them had 19 or more starts at the AAA level. And I think the other, um, Jolice Chassin, who, by the way, is pitching pretty well in the Indians organization after being cut by the Rockies, I believe he had something like 13 to 15 starts at the AAA level. Well, Eddie Butler was pulled out of AA last year when his shoulder was hurting, and he's only started one AAA game in his life. And I think that to train a guy to pitch at Coors Field, maybe you need a little bit more training before you throw him out there. Um, I, I thought that his fastball got better um, and his just comfort out there and feeling, hey, I can throw this fastball by major league hitters, but it takes more than that. And I do believe that some of the some of the scouting and some of the strategy was a little much for him in the beginning, but they think it'll be short, and you certainly hope that he can work on those secondary pitches and get them sharp and then come back with some confidence. 
Yeah, well, then, you know, if he gets it together and you put him with some of these other guys who are having some early success, it could end up being a pretty interesting Rockies team. So uh, we will keep our eye on that, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. We'll talk to you next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.